Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. Experience the 2011 Hyundai Sonata today at HyundaiSonata.com. This is AutoLine Daily for January 20th, 2011, and now the news. GM's CEO Dan Ackerson is really putting his stamp on the company, and women in the auto industry will be thrilled with the moves he's making. About a week ago, he moved Chris Pruce out as president of OnStar and replaced him with Linda Marshall, who has extensive experience in the telecommunications industry. Yesterday, he moved Tom Stevens out as the head of product development and replaced him with Mary Barra, who's 49 years old. Interestingly, she had been the head of human resources at GM, but she also has extensive experience in manufacturing and engineering. Clearly, with these two moves, Ackerson is moving old-time GM executives aside in favor of fresh blood to bring in new perspectives. And the fact that he's promoted two women is going to help project the image that this is a new General Motors. Looks like the UAW could go after Toyota first in its effort to organize the car plants of foreign automakers in the U.S. The Detroit News reports that while the union has not officially announced its first target, it acknowledges Toyota is on the list. The UAW has published a list of fair bargaining principles it wants the automakers to follow. Otherwise, it's going to brand them as human rights violators and organize protests in the U.S. and in their home countries. It plans to recruit protesters from college campuses and even organize protests at the International Monetary Fund and on Wall Street, as well as at dealerships and the automaker's own headquarters. But here's my AutoLine insight. No matter what these car companies do, the UAW will brand them as human rights violators. The union says that if workers decide they don't want a union, then it will just walk away. But you watch, that is not going to happen. Yesterday, Jim Hall told you about Chrysler's hybrid plans, which include the 300 and a minivan. Today, we've got more details. The company partnered with the US EPA to develop a hydraulic hybrid system. The technology is already being tested in many industrial applications, including garbage trucks and large delivery vehicles, but the challenge here is size. Engineers have to make the package smaller, small enough to fit in a town and country minivan. Another hurdle they'll have to jump is noise. Hydraulic hybrids can be pretty noisy. Chrysler plans to combine a 2.4-liter four-cylinder engine with a 117cc engine pump and a 45cc drive motor and a two-speed automatic transmission. Fluid for the system would be stored in a 14.4-gallon high-pressure accumulator. The EPA developed this hydraulic technology about eight years ago and has been trying to get an automaker to use it ever since. Production of Nissan's new NV commercial vans started today at its plant in Canton, Mississippi. The Japanese automaker is targeting a segment traditionally owned by the big three, so it is coming prepared. The 2012 NV series, which includes two heavy-duty models plus two different roof heights, are built on top of a rugged full frame, just like full-size pickup trucks. Two engines are offered, 
a 4-liter V6 delivering 261 horsepower, and a 5.6-liter V8 with a stout 317 horsepower. Both are matched to a 5-speed automatic transmission. MSRP for the base 1500 model is about $25,000. And now we're going to have to see if Nissan can make a dent in the Detroit-dominated segment. Over the last couple of months, we've been following how China is tightening its control of rare earth metals mined in the country. Now the government is taking even more control. According to the AFP, the country nationalized 11 rare earth mines because it wants to strengthen protection and reasonable development of the industry. But analysts fear all this is going to do is drive up the price of rare earth metals, which are needed to make hybrid and electric cars. Last month, China said it would cut export quotas by 35% for the first half of this year. And in other China news, Changgang Auto announced it's going to establish a research and development center in the Detroit suburb of Plymouth Township. The state of Michigan approved a tax credit of $1.7 million over seven years to convince the company to come to the state. Changgang plans to invest $7 million in order to set up the R&D center. Toyota was asked by the National Football League to edit one of its television commercials that airs during its games. According to Reuters, the ad discusses how Toyota technology could potentially help understand and prevent brain injuries, and it shows a helmet-to-helmet -helmet hit and images of brain scans. But concussions and brain injuries are a sensitive topic in the NFL right now because of long-term effects. So the league complained to Toyota and even threatened to not air the ad. In response, Toyota edited the commercial to remove that offensive material so it can continue to run it. Coming up next, it's time for You Said It. And now it's time for some of your comments. You know, I can't believe how many of you reacted to the news that Ford's going to drop the rear-wheel drive Falcon in Australia. TJ Martin writes in saying, so now the Falcon rear-wheel drive bites the dust. What's next? A front-wheel drive four-cylinder Mustang? A hybrid all-wheel drive Camaro? The Dodge front-wheel drive EV Challenger? Next, they'll be selling us gerbil-powered Shelbys, Ferrari diesels, along with a two-cylinder four-door Corvette. Why not make things simple and get it over with? Make every car exactly the same, and let's not pretend any aspect of driving is intended to be enjoyable or fun anymore. Whoa, Ford, did you have any idea what you would trigger by dropping the Falcon? SeaTech wrote in to ask about what's going on with Chrysler and Fiat in the U.S. market. When will the new Fiat dealers be up and running, he wonders. The sales dates keep slipping back. Goes on to add, the convertible 200 looks good. Why did everyone change from the traditional cloth and frame convertible to these metal shells and the inherent complications? Well, SeaTech, the Fiat dealers will be coming on stream all year long. I think the first one's going to open in another month or so, and they should have about 130 of them in place by the end of the year. And the reason you're seeing so many hardtop convertibles these days, they're a lot quieter. They're a lot easier to live with during the winter, and they provide the perception that they're safer in case of a rollover when the top's up. 
And for a lot of buyers, that's worth the trade-off of weight and complexity. John 787 saw the news that Toyota's working on electric motors that don't need rare earth metals and says, Toyota working on a breakthrough by using an electromagnet for the field of a motor instead of using rare earth permanent magnets? I find that funny. The electromagnet has been used for close to a century. Using a rare earth magnet has only a slight advantage, and that is weight. It sure sounds good for a Toyota, but Toyota's trying to make itself look like an innovator. Well, John 787, they gotta do it. Otherwise, China has got them in a headlock. And finally, Pedro Fernandez reacted to the new side impact rules by saying, seatbelts must be used by all passengers. Stick to that simple rule and all those regulations would not be necessary. Amen, Pedro. In the US, seatbelt usage is at 85% of all motorists. And while that's a lot better than it used to be, it's still below the rate in Europe, which is about 95%. If we hit that rate, we'd see a big drop in traffic fatalities. Hey, don't forget to tune in to AutoLine After Hours tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time when our guest will be Joe Veltri, the head of product planning for the Chrysler Group. In fact, we're going to do tonight's show right in the Chrysler Styling Dome. Join me and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo for some of the best discussion on cars and the people who make them. And that's tonight on AutoLine After Hours. And that's today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.